ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Friday, December 6th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines, and I do encourage you to do so at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds true great taste. Only 96 calories it is. The original light beer. Now, we're going to have open phone lines for the majority of the show today. I'm going to give you that opportunity. We're heading into the weekend. Of course, the Conference USA Championship game is tomorrow. And guess what, Hurt fans? Not involved other than watching it on TV. So I'm sure that is sitting a little sore with some fans still. I'm going to give you an opportunity to to get it out of your system. Just get it out of your system. If you're disappointed, you need to vent one final time. You need to get rid of that aggravation, that stress Whatever you need to do, I'm going to give you that opportunity. So the phone lines are open for you. We are going to try to catch up with Jason Toy. We are going to send Jason Toy up to Wheeling for tomorrow's action between Marshall. I'm sorry. See, I was hoping Marshall will be playing tomorrow, so I'm still thinking that. We're sending Jason up to Wheeling tomorrow for Martinsburg and Cabell Midland. Now, the game is going to be on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also, it's going to be on 97.9 The River. And before we go on the air tomorrow at 11.06 a.m., Jason's going to be on the air on 97.9 The River with a preview of the matchup between Campbell Midland and Martinsburg as the Class AAA state championship will be played. Looking forward to it. Campbell Midland, probably one of the best seasons uh, they've had in a long time. They haven't played for a state championship in several years while, well, Martinsburg owns the thing pretty much. So we're going to talk to him about that, give him an opportunity to get us all set and ready to go. Hopefully it's going to be Campbell Midland bringing home his state championship tomorrow back to at least the southwestern part of the state of West Virginia. A lot of things happening for the Thundering Herd basketball back at the Cam Henderson Center tomorrow. The women are playing host to Bowling Green State University. That's right, the Falcons, Saturday, 1 o'clock at the Henderson Center. Now, I'm kind of curious, don't have to worry about it now, but kind of curious how this is going to play out with football potentially at Jones C. Edwards Stadium if Marshall could have won a couple of weeks ago and then taking care of their business like they did last week. If Marshall would have been playing host to the Conference USA Championship, how that would have worked out. But the ladies have got the floor all to themselves on Saturday. Marshall improved to 5-3 and three after a victory the other day. Good, nice, really a nice road win at Indiana State. They won 72-40. They were pretty dominant in the last part of the game. They had a, a really impressive last four minutes. They went on a 16-3 run, got the victory. Kristen Mayo continues to impress. Savannah Wheeler is looking pretty solid as well. Khadija Brooks, she is um, continuing to own the record book, it feels like. She has a consecutive game streak of at least one rebound. 71 straight. She pulled down three at Indiana State, so that's pretty good. Last time she did not rebound in a game, February 18, 2016. So it's been a while since she didn't pull down a rebound. That's impressive. I mean, that was her freshman year. That was back... At Charlotte, that was her freshman year when she last didn't pull down a rebound. And it feels like she's been pulling them all down ever since. So 
Women are back in action tomorrow. If you can't go, of course, uh, I do recommend you pulling it up on the student radio station, 88.1 FM WMUL. They'll have that game, so if you're looking forward to uh, listening to that, there's an opportunity for you as well. And, of course, as we mentioned, we're going to have the high school game coming up tomorrow. We're going to actually have all three state finals coming up this weekend, starting tonight and then all the way through Saturday. So if you're looking for high school football action tomorrow, we've got you covered right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And, of course, as I mentioned, the Cabell Midland game is going to be on 97.9 The River. Soccer, they continue to, well, continue to have a fantastic season. Even now that they're out of the tournament, good things are happening for the soccer team. The Marshall men's soccer coaching staff named the Southeast Region Coaching Staff of the Year by the United Soccer Coaches. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. I mean, not only do you pull down the Conference USA Coach of the Year, you get into the postseason, best year ever, 16-3-3. You lose in the Sweet 16 to 6th-ranked Washington. Attendance starting to grow. People are showing up, watching more soccer. You've got the facility to do so now. And if that keeps up, maybe there's going to be a serious conversation, expanding seating a little bit. I don't know how many seats you would actually expand to. you got to keep that up. I mean, this was a fantastic season. you got to keep that up, though. you got to start showing up more and more, more consistently to justify that. But you know what? Keep playing really exciting brand of soccer, and you keep winning. I think fans are going to show up. But that's still impressive. Uh, you got to give hats off to the coaching staff for what they were able to do, what they're able to pull off. And you just hope that this is the first of many years of that, a consistent run in the NCAA tournament. You don't want this to be just a one-and-done. You do this occasionally. You want to be a consistent team in the NCAA tournament. That means you're going to be attractive to more recruits. You're going to bring in more players that want to come to Marshall. Fans are going to want to come and watch your matches more. I mean, You know how it works. You win. Fans come and support you. Fans come and support you. You win. You bring in more resources. You know how that goes, unlike football, where nobody showed up on Saturday. Very disappointing. And uh, I know some of you want to vent, so I'm giving you that opportunity. So if you want to take advantage of it, we'll do so. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. As tomorrow, we're going to be watching the Conference USA Championship game. It will not feature the Thundering Herd. Instead, it's going to be... UAB at Florida Atlantic, CBS Sports Network, 1.30 p.m. I'm going to be watching a little bit of that action. I'm going to be listening to the Cabell Midland game tomorrow, watching a little bit of the Conference USA action. we got a lot of football tomorrow, a lot of college football. Championships are being decided, and then the bowl picture will hopefully come into place a little bit better as we will find out who gets into the playoff. And then that's going to start all the dominoes tumbling and we'll find out where Marshall's going to go. I've seen some bold projections. We'll talk about that more. But right now, the two that I'm seeing, at least if I'm going by ESPN, it's either going to be in Dallas, which some of you have said don't want that, and it's going to be against Western Michigan. The other match that I've seen, again, these things change, so nothing is in stone, but it's Marshall versus San Diego State, and that will be the New Mexico Bowl, and that would be on the 21st. Is that better choice for you than Dallas? We'll give you that opportunity to vent a little bit or at least 
call out which bowl you want. So we're going to do all of that. But uh, when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit about this Cabell Midland squad taking on Martinsburg tomorrow. We hope to have Jason Toy. I preface this by saying he's going to be driving as we speak, and uh, we're going to try to communicate with him. He hopefully will be on a hands-free device because uh, we don't want him to drive with the phone in one hand. We'll with the other hand, we want him to drive safely, so we hope to be hearing from him here when we come back from break. If uh, he was smart, he'd have a, a wireless device, a Bluetooth headphone, something. So basically, I'm, I'm telling you, hopefully Jason's going to be in a safe place when we talk to him. If we don't get him, though, that means he's not in a safe place. We're doing our business over the air. I'm telling Gabriel Selwart, our producer, we, we had our staff meeting 30 seconds ago for this show today. So uh, when we come back from break, we hopefully will be hearing from Jason Toy. If not... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll call Bill Cornwell, and we'll get a uh, preview of a Cabell Midland from a Spring Valley guy. That's That might happen. You never know. When we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up tomorrow, Cabell Midland plays for a state championship. It's the first time they've done that in several years, and they'll take on Martinsburg. Marsburg, an up-and-coming team, so um, we don't know too much about them other than they come from a different part of the state of West Virginia. And Jason Toy's with us now to kind of give us a preview. Uh, this uh, Martinsburg team, they're, they're up-and-comer, right? Pretty good team in high school football. <laughs> yeah, three-time, uh, three last three years in a row state champions. So, yeah, they're up-and-coming. But seven of the last nine, I think, is what they won, something like that. They're like the Ric Flair of high school football championships, right? Exactly. they got a lot of titles, a, a tradition of winning football games up there. Dave Walker's built a great program up there at Martinsburg, and they know how to play in these games and how to continue to do it. You know, 50, what, 55 game, 54 game win streak going to continue on. It's been almost, uh, what was it, almost 1,100 days since they've lost a football game. Something so like that, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a bit, of, uh, they've had a great run with it, and, Midland's going to be the team to try to knock them off with it tomorrow. So, I mean, you know, everybody has everybody's against Midland in this one. They think Martinsburg will beat them, and, but that's why you play the football game. You never know what could happen. And Midland come out here and play the best game they have all year, and they played some pretty good games. Cabell Midland goes into the game tomorrow with the 2019 Gatorade West Virginia Player of the Year and J.J. Roberts, so that is a, a plus for Cabell Midland. That's awesome. That's a great, great deal for him. And, you know, the Wake Forest commit, who's, uh, you know, the job that he's done has been a quarterback. You know, but he's going to college as a defensive back, but he's turned into a, a great option quarterback. He reads the, the defense really, really well, knowing when to pull the ball back and when to, to run with it. And I tell you what, he's turned into a pretty good quarterback this year. Now, last week, Cabell Midland, many would say the best performance of the year, or at least most complete performance of the year as they own Spring Valley 31 nothing, And I think Spring Valley is one of the best teams in the state of West Virginia. And to be able to shut them out and score 31 points. And really, the way Cabell Midland plays football, this could have been a blowout, but Cabell Midland likes to control the ball more. They're not the type of team that's going to try to put 60 or 70 on you. Yeah, we're the Midland's turned into a team that, you know, if they can bust a big play, they will. But they've also their team that will like likes to do the three yards in the cloud of dust type offense and drive it down the field, take five, six minutes up off the clock, and that's what they did last week against Spring Valley. It's what they got to do this week against Martinsburg as well. And, you know, that game last week was only 3 nothing at the half, and it was some adjustments that Midland made at halftime. 
and it forced Spring Valley to play from behind, and it's something they don't don't really do. That's something that Midland doesn't do real well either and play from behind. So that's one thing they can't do against Martinsburg. They got to try to get up early on them and try to stay up ahead of them a little bit. But last week, you know, a couple of those touchdowns coming on back-to-back offensive series for Spring Valley, they threw interceptions because they were forced to throw the ball when they were playing from behind and didn't work out well. And Chandler Schmidt picked up an interception return for a touchdown. J.J. Roberts had one uh, for a touchdown as well last week. And matter of fact, Chandler Schmidt in his first game back since the Spring Valley game of Week 3 had two interceptions. One of them was called back because it's kind of a bogus uh, pass interference call and uh, so I mean they're playing solid all all through all three phases, and that's what you got to have against Martinsburg. They are a team that will score not only offensively via the air or on the ground. They are a, a team that will score defensively, but special teams has been their big deal this year. Their first 21 points in that 84 nothing win against Preston on week on round one of the playoffs. First 21 points came all special teams. So they are a team that's a, a complete team, and that's what Midland's got to do. They got to play a complete game here tomorrow. Why is this team so dominating? Year after year, they have been the class of AAA. I mean, location's great. They've got a, a great populace to pull from, more affluent area of the state of West Virginia. There are so many positives in that region, but why are they just been able to be head and shoulders above almost every team in the state of West Virginia? They're able to get players uh, that live in that district and move in there that are able to uh, – that they buy into the system early. They're trying to do – you know, Midland, Huntington High, Spring Valley, all trying to do the same thing that Martinsburg's doing, and that's get in the community early, get the, the, the players into a program like through Little League, Midget League, through middle school and, and on the high school ranks that is similar. You know, so if you notice a lot of things like uh, that feed in the Cabell Midland, the, the junior highs and the and – the, uh, the, the midget league teams and all that, they all kind of play the same offense. They kind of play the same defense. It's time to build the program from the young kids on up, and that's what they do. And Dave Walker will be the first to tell you that his freshman class that he has this year is probably the best class he's ever had at Martinsburg. So they're able to, to build them up early, get them in the program. Like you said, they're in an area that's very populous in the aspect that you're right there in that Maryland, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia area up there. So you're able to get some players that might you know relocate. <laughs> Let's call it that. And um, they just constantly have talent. The thing is that they built a tradition. They built, uh, you know, a program that expects to win championships every time they go out there. Jason Toy's with us, and usually he'll be calling the game, not tomorrow. You're a fan, but you're not because I know you. You're going to be antsy tomorrow. You're not going to know how to react. You're going to be at a football game, and you're not going to be working. You're you're just going to be in the stands or on the sidelines, just watching. Well, I, I will be working for a little bit. We're going to do a pregame show uh, starting at 10 a.m. Uh, from the uh, from the, the sidelines right there facing the Midland stand and uh, kind of get folks ready for the game. We're going to kind of break it down a little bit. Fred Persinger from Metro News will join me for a little bit in the beginning, and we're going to sit down and talk with Coach Luke Sammons as well and kind of an extended conversation with him. And uh, we're going to talk to and kind of interact with the fans a lot, which is going to be a kind of a cool deal and we're able to do with this pregame show and doing it live on location like this. So we're looking forward to that. We're going to start at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, and then at 11 uh, we'll hand things over to Metro News. They'll uh, have a pregame coverage for about an hour as well, and then we'll get ready for a kickoff right about 12.06 uh, tomorrow afternoon at the Wheeling Island Stadium. Weather-wise, looks to be great. Uh, by the time we get done with it, temperature should be right around 42 degrees, 41 degrees, sunshine, and should be a great uh, Saturday weather for a football game. 
Jason Toys with us. And again, that's going to be on 97.9 The River for that pregame show. And that's at 10 o'clock. And then we'll have complete coverage of the Class AAA game either on 97.9 The River or ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We also have got single A and we've got double A. Double A coming up tonight. Bluefield taking on Bridgeport for the Class AA championship. And That's going to be a great game. Yeah, Bluefield back, what, 13th time there, tradition uh, almost yeah. unlike any other as well. What did I hear today earlier with Hoppy that between the two schools, almost 20 state championships, that's just amazing with two storied programs. You know, Bridgeport next year moving up to AAA, so uh, they'll be battling in the AAA side of things, and they've got the talent and the, and the people to do it. Uh, Bluefield just continues year in and year out to be strong. You know, they're playing uh, for a purpose this year. They lost a teammate back at the last year that would have been a senior this year, and uh, they you know play with his memory every ball game, and they're looking to bring home with the state championship role number five there as well. So Bluefield, uh, which I understand folks in Bluefield, their little sports committee down there has made a bid for the Super 6. So they'll be battling against Wheeling here in the next go-around to try to, to host the Super 6 down there in Mitchell Stadium, which I think will be awesome to be able to move around a little bit. But uh, it should be a heck of a game tonight between those two teams. Yeah, I would love to see it in either Huntington Charleston or Morgantown. That's not going to happen, mm-hmm. though. Logistics are just too difficult. Well, you know, Huntington Huntington's a great location, and it's great to see that Huntington has stepped up to uh, – you know, the folks at Marsh University and other places that, you know, within the community have stepped up to try to host some championships. You know, they got the state uh, high school cheerleading championships at the Camp Henderson Center uh, coming up, I believe, what, this weekend or next weekend, and uh, which is really, really cool to have that there. You know, they got the volleyball deal that works its way into Charleston. You got the state wrestling championships in Huntington. The problem, the sticking point has always been with trying to get the state football championships has been the fact that Conference USA plays the championship game on the same day. And there's a chance, a possibility, they could have a state uh, two two of the games of the Super Six on the same day as a Conference USA championship, and it just logistically doesn't work too well there. Charleston, there's been a lot of talk there now with the re, uh, revitalization of the uh, Civic Center and what they've done there. And of course, they continue to host the basketball tournament there, the baseball tournament there as well. And uh, now they're all the renovations they've done, the University of Charleston Stadium, that the possibility that they may make a bid on things here a little bit later on. So. Um, I think it's good to see all these people kind of getting back into the fray. And, you know, there's also rumor here down the road that they're wanting to build out that uh, facility that they have at the Greenbrier to be able to possibly host the state championships at some point down the road. Jason Toy's with us. He'll be on the air tomorrow, 10 o'clock on 97.9 The River. And then 11.06, we'll have the game for you. A, another complete hour of pregame action before high noon-ish when they kick off between Martinsburg, Campbell Midland, and then after that, uh, hopefully it's a Campbell Midland victory, and then Jason Toy will be at the head of the parade route as he brings <laughs> everyone back home from Wheeling Island Stadium. Well, you, you asked me earlier about being a fan deal, and I'll do a little bit of work, which I think, honestly, and, and, and Nancy will probably disagree with me on this, but uh, it's I think it's great for me to do the pregame show because it allows me to, to still have a little bit of involvement in the, in the game itself, which is kind of unique, but Trying to be a fan is something I'm not used to, and you know you have a son that's playing out there as well, so you're trying to to, to be out there for that. But it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm a nervous wreck, honestly, when it comes to not being a fan and trying to watch a game, especially if I have my, either my son or I know somebody that's in the game. So it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun for Nancy to watch. It's going to be fun, period. 
<laughs> I mean, it's going to be a fun period because Cabell Midland's probably the best team that has a shot at beating Martinsburg, and you hope that that happens because every. I mean, everybody's, is kind of, everybody in the state says that Martinsburg's going to win this game. And you know what? I can understand that. They're what they've run on the run they've been on. They are a solid team. They've outscored everybody in the playoffs and only given up 20 points in three games. And they've what, scored almost 300 points. I mean, that's amazing. But that's um, why you play the game. Everything happens for a reason. You know, uh, you know Midland, if they can stick to their style and, and go that Five six minute ball control offense. Keep that you know Martinsburg offense off the field. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, Martin you know, Midland has a better shot than anybody to, to knock this team off. And but the thing is, though, and, and coach, you know, I talked about this a little bit earlier this morning. It's going to take the perfect game. I mean, all three phases: defense, offense, special teams. You can't turn the ball over. You got to be able to play that perfect game to have a shot to be able to take on the state championship. And then if you do, you got to be able to battle back. If you get behind, Jason Toys with us. Ten o'clock tomorrow, ninety-seven nine the river for the pregame. Cabell Midland Martinsburg game broadcast eleven oh six on either ninety-seven nine the river or ESPN ninety-four point one FM and AM nine thirty. And then don't forget Class Double A tonight, Single A tomorrow night. We've got you covered. Usually we'd be talking Marshall football tomorrow. That's not the case, so uh, we're glad that we can bring you uh, extended coverage of high school football and the championships tomorrow. Uh, you know, we got to make a positive out of this, man. We don't have the herd tomorrow, but you know what? we got the Knights, so that's almost as good for a lot of people. And for me, uh, go Knights tomorrow. It's an exciting day tomorrow, I think, just you know, locally for us. Ironton playing for a championship as well. I think that is uh, awesome in the aspect of playing up in Canton. Uh, but also, too, it is uh, – I think a, a really cool deal, the fact that we're going to find out tomorrow or by a Sunday where you know Marshall's going to play in their bowl game. We'll maybe find out if Ohio makes it into a bowl. Kentucky's going to get in as well. So it's kind of a fun weekend when you got conference championships and state championships and everything coming together. And for our area to have two teams playing for state championships is, uh, is amazing. Jason Toy, catch him tomorrow, 10 o'clock on 97.9 The River. Uh, good luck. I know it's going to be tough for you. Good luck. Um, and then we'll have the, the parade. Um, where's the parade going to be? Is it going to be in front of your house? Uh, we're we're going to have that. Uh, we haven't determined that yet. Let's get this thing one step at a time first. I just want to make sure I get on the air and do a good pregame show tomorrow. Right, I'm already thinking parade. I'm thinking, well, we start. Um, do we start in Milton to work our way down to Barbersville? We start in Barbersville, work our way up to Milton. What do we do? Uh, probably, I think you work start in Milton and work your way back down. Okay. I think we can yeah, do that. They, 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 did, they did a great job for the kids here this whole week. And, you know, staying focused on what they got to do, having normal practices, you know, full pad practices on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, walk through deal last night. But they fed the team after practice each day this week. And then they, uh, they had a little, we had a tailgate deal last night for the team and the old potluck dinner that we always do. And, uh, they also yesterday went around with uh, the team, the band, and the cheerleaders. They went to every elementary school that feeds the Cabell Midland High School feeder system. Uh, in Cabell County and went and had pep rallies at every single one of the schools with the kids, which was fantastic. And then uh, today they did the walk through uh, through Cabell Midland High School through the uh, hallway there. They boarded the bus, and then as they made their way out on the Route 60, the uh, fire departments had the uh, the ladder trucks out there with the banners strung across Route 60 for them. Both fans lined Route 60 all the way to the interstate uh, as well. So, I mean, they gave them the true send-off. They left earlier this morning about 11. They stopped. Uh, shortly around one o'clock at Ripley 
and they had a practice at uh, Ripley High School and grabbed some lunch there and jumped back on the bus and heading into uh, heading up there now. Be safe, my man. Be safe. Uh, right. Thank br- you, man. Bring us a state championship home. You got to think about it. It's the first time if Midland can pull it out, which you know everybody hopes to. It's the first time that a state football championship has been back in Cabell County. We were looking at it today since like 1952. Yeah, so that sounds about right. Yeah, so it's been a while. It's been a while, and uh, basketball is a little bit of a different story, but yeah. football definitely uh, there has been a drought for a long time. Yep, it, it definitely has been. You know what? Here's what we do: we combine all the schools into one. Just <laughs> consolidate it all. Make one mega school. One I mean, mega we'll, school. Then we'll have nobody to ever play. <laughs> that, yeah, you got a point there. Have yeah. fun, my man. Uh, good luck right, tomorrow. Uh, best wishes to your son, and hopefully he gets uh, the game-winning score. I mean, I, yeah, I, can, well, I can hope, right? Yeah, we can all hope. I appreciate it, man. Take care, buddy. That's Jason Toy. See you, man. Bye-bye. A uh, good friend of mine and uh, also uh, the voice of the Capitol Midland Knights. And uh, I really – just on a personal note, I mean, I try not to take sides, really, but in this case, I'm taking sides, and I'm taking Cabell Midland, and I'm going to root for them tonight to have everything they have to get done, done, so they're in the right place for tomorrow, and they're ready to go. Uh, I'm not going to be as nervous as Jason, though, because, of course, again, he's going to be on the sidelines, uh, and his son's going to be out there, and uh, that's going to be a big thing for his kid to uh, win a state championship. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what you can expect for college football action tomorrow. Marshall's not playing, but there are plenty of football games to tell you about, and we'll do that when we continue. Plus, we're going to get your phone calls in. That's right, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. I mean, here it is. This is your opportunity Open phone lines the rest of the way. Whatever is in your mind, if you want to get it off your chest, you want to you want to talk about it, and we haven't, you haven't heard what you want to hear, this is it. This is the platform for you. Take advantage of it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Paul Swan, your host for the Friday, December 6th edition. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true. Great taste only, 96 calories. It is the original light beer. we got a lot of action coming up tomorrow. College football. Marshall, unfortunately, not in action. But if you want to watch the Conference USA Championship, it's UAB at FAU. UAB. How about UAB? Let's just sit back for a minute and congratulate them. UAB, a program that lost football, dismissed, discarded. You're done. We're not doing this anymore. It's not worth it. Thanks for playing. We don't need a football program at Alabama, Birmingham, UAB. We don't need it. And people lost their minds. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Lost their minds. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute here. We've done something terribly wrong. And then uh, there has been a, a solid commitment to UAB. UAB is playing for a conference championship game. Second consecutive conference USA championship game. Looking for their second title. And so here's a football program that went from nothing 
losing it all to here they are back-to-back championship games. And then they're facing off against FAU, the team that won it in 2017. 2017, Lane Kiffin bringing some excitement back to FAU or bringing excitement to FAU. I don't know if they ever had it, to be quite honest. But here they are again. Here they are again. So you've got UAB, didn't have football, lost it, put it back together, and did a pretty good job. And here they are taking on FAU. FAU, Marshall beat this team, by the way, beat FAU. Marshall was beaten FAU two out of the last three. And Marshall losing to Charlotte and Middle Tennessee, securing their place outside of the Conference USA Championship game. And I get it. That's why you're upset. I understand completely. That's why you probably have thrown in the towel and said, I'm done. Wait until the bowl game. That's what's happening coming up tomorrow. It's going to be on CBS Sports Network. I'm going to be keeping an eye on that one. Now, we'll talk about the group of five, whatever you want to call them here in a minute, the Power Five or whatever you want to call them, Big 12 Championship, number six, Oklahoma, number seven, Baylor. Baylor, Oklahoma desperately needs this. They desperately need this one because we're unsure of what's going to happen in the big one. The SEC championships pretty much going to be the decider of some other teams' fate because LSU, if I think if LSU loses to Georgia, LSU doesn't drop out of the Final Four. They get to play for a playoff uh, spot. They get to play for a championship. They get to go. They advance. doesn't matter. Georgia, on the other hand, if Georgia loses to LSU, that pretty much drops them out, I would think. These are two teams that are traditional schools in the SEC, and it's nice to see a game in the SEC play for all the marbles, not featuring Alabama. I'm actually a little bit more excited about this now because Alabama's not in the mix. It really brings some new intrigue to me for this. Now, ACC championship. Clemson, I think, is pretty much locked, except if they lose to number 23 Virginia, they lose this one. Uh, I don't think Clemson's going to be in the Final Four. I just don't think so. If Virginia wins, now they're not going to get into the playoff. They're not going to go. Let's just be honest here. They're not going to jump that many spots. They're not going to jump 20 or 19 spots by beating Clemson. But they're going to wreck Clemson's day for sure. And then you've got number one Ohio State taking on number eight Wisconsin. And if Wisconsin beats Ohio State, I don't think that dings Ohio State at all. I think Ohio State's in there. Number one team, I don't think they drop too far if they lose. Plus, keep this in mind, Ohio State did beat Wisconsin earlier this year. Guess what? Wisconsin, they might um, exact some revenge here. It's happened before. So, guess what? Ohio State's probably going to the playoff. Wisconsin could wreck things, though, or at least uh, put a little ding on Ohio State, but I don't think they take them out. But, that's going to really shake it up. We don't know what's going to happen until these things are played, but I think LSU's a lock. I think Ohio State's a lock. I'm not saying Clemson's a lock. And I know Georgia's got to win if they want to be a lock. Georgia wins, they're, they're a lock. If LSU wins, Georgia's out and somebody else gets in. Now, the other games of note, 
Louisiana taking on number 21 Appalachian State. Here's Appalachian State, a team that was also in the Southern Conference for many years. Southern Conference team, a foe of the Thundering Herd. Many a game I went to with Marshall and Appalachian State. Loved seeing the Herd take on Appalachian State. Guess what? Appalachian State now making that jump. They're no longer in the Southern. They've had success in the Sun Belt. They're nationally ranked. They're not going to play for an access bid. I don't think they're going to get that. They're not going to get that bid. But they're in the conversation. And I know that rubs herd fans raw because Marshall's not in the conversation. Appalachian State in that conversation. And I know Marshall fans have thoughts of, look, we were ahead of these guys years ago. No, not anymore. Appalachian State in the Sun Belt of all places. Remember the Sun Belt? Used to make fun of the Sun Belt? The Fun Belt. Remember that? Uh, not making fun of the Sun Belt now, are we? And then you've got the MAC, Miami and Central Michigan. Now, no group of five um, access bowl bids here, nothing like that. But you've got Miami and Central Michigan and Detroit. That's going to be on ESPN2 at noon. Uh, I like the Chippewas in this one. And this is a team that was terrible last year. They were 1-11, and and they have really turned it around. So you want to catch some action? Here it is. This is your action. And then this is going to be the game I think that's going to decide things. This is your big one right here. I think number 20 Cincinnati and number 17 Memphis, again, is going to decide things. If Memphis wins, I think they're in the Access Bowl. They're New Year Six Bowl. They're in. If Cincinnati wins, I don't know if Boise bypasses them. I don't know if Boise would get the nod over Cincinnati. So the American probably is going to have the bid once again, whatever the case may be. It's going to be interesting. A lot of football tomorrow. And let us not forget about Boise. They're number 19 right now. They're taking on Hawaii. They are, of course, they're the team that beat Marshall years and years ago back in the 1AA playoff days, came into Huntington, lost to Youngstown. They pretty much declared themselves moving towards the future. They were going to get into 1A, and they were going to play for championships. And Marshall, at the point, Marshall's ahead of this team, right? Not anymore. And we saw Marshall play a very tough Boise State team and could have won that game. And that might have set the season off a different trajectory. Instead, Marshall loses that game, Boise State. They're the team that you kind of look at them and go, all right, they've done this before. They're the pick that you look at when it's access bowl time, right? If they beat Hawaii, what does that mean? Does Boise State beating Hawaii get them in over Cincinnati beating Memphis? Because I think if Memphis wins, they're a lock. They're a lock completely. But if Cincinnati beats Memphis, do you give Cincinnati the nod over Boise playing Hawaii? Interesting, interesting. I'll be watching a lot of it tomorrow. And, of course, unfortunately, the herd won't be involved in any of this. But we'll be watching on Sunday, trying to figure out where the herd's going to go bowling. Final thoughts when we continue. We'll take your phone calls as well. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, coming up tomorrow, we'll have coverage of Martinsburg and Campbell Midland. That's coming up tomorrow. We're going to go on the air at 10 o'clock on our sister station, 97.9 The River, and then they're going to stick with us and our broadcast at 11.06 as we'll have coverage of Cabell Midland and Martinsburg. We'll also have double-A coverage tonight right after the show at 6.06, and we'll have the single-A championship game tomorrow night as well. And that's all coming up right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30. And we look forward to all our friends listening on 97.9 The River tomorrow. So we hope um, hope you have a great championship Saturday. If you're a Cabell Knights, Midland Knights fan, you can't make it up there. Uh, so Cabell Midland Martinsburg, Bluefield Bridgeport coming up tonight. Wheeling Central at Doddridge County. That is coming up tomorrow. All three of those games here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9:30. Now back on Sunday, we're going to cover Marshall basketball. They're going to try once again see if they can beat Toledo. We'll go on the air at 12:30. It's going to be a two o'clock tip. 12:30 airtime for us. Two o'clock tip. We'll be on the air previewing the matchup once again. Hopefully, uh, we'll have some sort of um, well, some sort of idea at that time as well for bowl picture. If anything comes out early, we'll start seeing bowls come down on Sunday. Hopefully we'll find out sooner than later where the Thundering Herd is going to end up. And then uh, we'll talk about it on Monday. And, of course, uh, we'll get your reaction if you are happy with the bowl selection, you like the opponent, you like the destination. Again, uh, a lot of people saying no, no to, no to Dallas. And I don't know. I don't know why that, that would be a bad destination. Because let's be honest, we look at these matchups, and I don't think there's going to be too many matchups out there for the Thundering Herd that's just going to blow you away. But I could be wrong. We don't know where the herd's going to go. So television's going to try to put together the best possible matchups, best possible bowl draws. Let's be honest with you. It is more about television these days than you showing up at the bowl, to be quite honest. If this was about you showing up at the bowl, there would be a different atmosphere about how the selection process takes place. Instead, this is what's best for the conference, at least in Conference USA. What's the best matchup? It's dollars and cents. But it's Thundering Herd football playing an opponent. That's all you need to know, right? That's all I need to know. That's going to do it for this edition. For Gabriel Sellers, back in the studio, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you on Monday. Until then, good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.